Super Talk Mississippi media production. Come see the Boutique on Central in downtown Laurel for the best deals in women's fine clothing. Let us complete your one-of-a-kind look at the Boutique on Central at 531 Central Avenue in downtown Laurel. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Well, I hope you're having a great day. Welcome to the Coast View. Kyle, are you in there? I am. Okay. It's a little crazy right now. That's okay, buddy. You got everything under control? We're under control now. Good, good. It's cold outside today, isn't it? It is. Finally. This has been such a warm I and thought we wet. I thought we were going to have summer all over again. I know. It's incredible. So it, it's nice to get a little cool, crisp air outside here in coastal Mississippi. And the, as we always say, the sunsets are beautiful when these, you know, when these cool fronts come through. Um, this is a show that celebrates coastal Mississippi. That's why we called it VUE, V-U-E. VUE means the visual perception of a region. And this is what this is about. It's about painting a picture of coastal Mississippi and all of its beautiful dimensions. And, uh, and, you know, as I've said before, this is the strongest region of the state. And how did we get here? What does it take? Well, first of all, it takes a lot of great companies. It takes great leadership. It takes amazing characters. It takes a strong non- nonprofit community. It takes committed res- residents who, who, who love this place. All of those together and more is what makes Coastal Mississippi tech. We've been having w- really cool conversations with leaders of Coastal Mississippi who, each of them, making a legacy for themselves. They've all built extremely strong companies, and they're also giving back to the community at the same time. We've talked to some really neat characters. Um, Bobby Mahoney was a good example of that. We talked to Reed Geis. Um, as our friend Emerald Lagasse likes to say, it's the characters of coastal Mississippi that kick it up a notch. These are the people who are adding spice to our life. By the way, if you know a coast character, someone that I don't know, someone that, that you know, coastal Mississippi may not know, but they're doing really cool things in the community, they're, they're adding spice to the life of coastal Mississippi, go to, go to our Facebook page. It's, it's uh, Super Talk Gulf Coast 103. You get there in Facebook by just putting Super Talk Gulf Coast. And for today's show, go to the today's show, and in the comments section, let me know a cool Coast character that you know, someone that you think ought to introduce to Coastal Mississippi, these people who kick it up a notch. I can't wait to learn more about who they are. And by the way, by, by uh, also friending our page, like it for us, please, because it then will allow you to know who's coming in the future. Uh, we're also going to have conversations from time to time about legends of the Coast. Now, these are people that I describe as people who have made tremendous uh, contributions. They've left legacies, but they're no longer with us. An example of that, actually, is the conversation I had with Bobby Mahoney, where we talked about Mary Mahoney and her contributions to the coast. And in a, about a week or so, we have a conversation with Dean and Tim Holloman. We're going to talk about Boyce Holloman and what, what, you know, what was his legacy. He, had, he made so many contributions. You may also know a, a, a legend that you would like me to introduce to the coast. Let us know about them as well. Along the way, though, we're going to have really important conversations about things like the nonprofit community uh, and those who lead the nonprofit community in coastal Mississippi. They are so critical to improving the quality of life here in, co- in, in this place we call home. Uh, we had a good conversation just about a week or so ago with Alberto Ibarguen, who is the uh, chairman of the board or the uh, chief executive officer for the Knight Foundation in Miami. 
Alberto is uh, really an important partner to Coastal Mississippi. It was through his leadership and the funds from the Knight Foundation that we have the Knight Nonprofit Center today. And uh, for those of you who have been there, you know that some of the most important nonprofits in Coastal Mississippi are actually housed there. And for a matter of fact, one of those is the United Way of South Mississippi. And we happen to have uh, the United Way's chief executive officer here with us this morning, Kathy Springer. Good morning. Or hello, Kathy. Oh, hey, Ricky. It's good to see you again. (laughs) It's good to see you, too. It's been too long. It's been way too long. You know, I was thinking this morning before uh, the show, throughout my career, when I think about the United Way, I remember being a loaned executive and and then from that going on the various committees and just over the years doing so much as it related to to the United Way. Your story's sort of the same way, isn't it? It is. Um, at, At that time, in my beginning, I worked at uh, the old Gulf Coast Medical Center, formerly Gulf Coast Community Hospital, and they thought I was so valuable, I guess. They they loaned me out for six weeks to United mm. Way, and um, that's when I, I fell in love with it yeah. and worked with some of the greatest people ever. I worked campaign with um, a gentleman named Ramus McMillan, retired from the power company, and a Mr. Cedric Daniel, who was, I believe, also with the Southern Company, and work campaign learned from some of the greats like those two gentlemen and um you know i grew up here born and raised here i thought i knew everything and until you get your feet wet and your hands dirty you really don't i, re- I remember ramus and cedric and many like them so well i yeah. I, I really in fact we're I'm friends with with cedric today on, on facebook and he's doing well i think he's in birmingham now. oh is that right <laughs> yeah he's working for southern company but but you know it's a it's a great organization um and the, the, it does a lot of good. So I want to, in this conversation, I want to help people get an understanding of, of what's happening at, at uh, United Way these days, the, uh, the kind of projects you're involved with, the rigor, the number of volunteers it takes mm-hmm. to make this machine uh, run. But let's start with this. You're, you're from Biloxi, right? I am from Biloxi. So tell us about growing up in Biloxi. Well, growing up in Biloxi back then was a very special, special thing. Um, I knew everyone in town. I wasn't afraid to go anywhere. I'm not afraid to go anywhere in town now, but on a bicycle as a yeah. child, you know, not afraid to go anywhere in town. Um, certainly um, loved every minute of it. I spent a lot of my summers uh, at my grandmother's house in Biloxi with my cousins living right next door, which was super fun. Uh, graduated from Biloxi High School. Wow. Even yeah. so, uh, yeah. I, you know, in Biloxi, you know everybody or you're kin to them. So. <laughs> it's, a, it's a big, small town. It, it is. It really is. Uh, I was raised in Gulfport, but I married uh, a Biloxi girl, a Bahanovich. Oh. And, uh, and have really enjoyed getting to know Biloxi better for, for the past over 30 years. Um, so how did you get in the hospital business? It, it's so funny. I had um, graduated from Southern Miss and came home. Wasn't a lot going on. So I just kind of... Uh, did a few little jobs here and there and answered an ad in the paper for Carnival Cruise Lines. They said, yeah, come on down to Miami. I stayed with them for five years on board ship before the internet, before Mm -hmm. cell phones, you know, information was not rapid. Mm -hmm. We'll say that. (laughs) But I came home and um, one of my college friends tapped me on the shoulder and said, hey, I, I need somebody with a work ethic to come to Gulf Coast Medical Center and I interviewed, and, and I honestly thought I would never leave there. I mean, yeah. I loved it. I thought I've just 
found my place. I just wanted to roll around in it. If you've ever had that first job, love, mm-hmm. that was it. I loved the administrators. I loved the staff. I loved the physicians. Friends with all of them still today. But you know, when you when you have that first real job that just sticks and you just love it, that was that was it. And so um, again, when I was there, I was loaned to United Way and started my United Way volunteer career there and served on the United Way board through the years and mm-hmm. committees and things like that. Led the campaign for my hospital many mm-hmm. times, but uh, that was that was how it happened. Just you know, a girl I went to college with said, "I need you." So yeah, it was interesting. Um, I know what you mean by finding that job you love. You know, yeah. I, I did an internship at the Sun Herald and never left. It just was, you know, it was, you know, I, I stayed there 27 years and ultimately left to, to further my career. But I loved, I loved my job there. I loved the people and and the opportunity it provided me. So, what did you do at the at the cruise ship? I'm, I'm just uh, curious about that. You know that episode of Seinfeld where Kramer goes on and on about the duty-free shops? Mm-hmm. Well, I managed the duty-free shops. Did you? Yes. And so, <laughs> Are they really duty-free? They really are duty-free. <laughs> or they were back then. You know, every passenger could take off um, six cartons of cigarettes and six bottles of booze. And they did, whether they were going to smoke it or drink it or not, every, <laughs> because they could. And it was cheap. But uh, That's so interesting. So I met a lot of cool people uh, from all over the world. I went to China one time and ran into the laundry crew that uh, that I worked with on the ship. So it, it was fun. And, you know, I wouldn't go back and do it now at my age. But when mm-hmm. you're 22, that's what you do. Well, man, what an chance. opportunity to learn how the, how, you know, the world ticks. You know, you get to travel, meet people. Oh, learn yeah. how to communicate with people. Um, you know, many of most of the people I worked with, English was not their first language. Mm-hmm. And so that was very cool to me that just from a cultural perspective, we were the uh, in the crew in the ranks of the crew, we were the most diverse little community in the world. And um, it, it was so fun to to be with those men and women and and still in contact with a lot of them today. Mm-hmm. They've either uh, settled here in the U.S. or gone back to their home countries, and super fun to talk to them or you know to hear from them at Christmas time. I bet some have done amazing things in their lives. Some are still with the the cruise line. I know a few that are executives with the cruise line, so that's interesting. I haven't been on a cruise since 1988, and not interested. But so so you left you left the that and you went to work for the hospital. I really miss. Gulf Coast Community Hospital. It was a great place to work, and I'm in a group on Facebook with some of the friends that used to work there, and uh, we're still in touch, and uh, you know, time marches on, and um, people moved on, but gosh, that was a fun place. It it really was. Hey, so when we come back, we're going to continue the conversation with with Kathy Springer, who is the Chief uh, Executive Officer for the United Way of South Mississippi. I want to talk more about the volunteer role she played along the way. Sure. And then what ultimately introduced her to actually leading this organization now after 30, almost 30 years mm-hmm. in the hospital industry, 15 years at Biloxi Regional, 15 years at Gulf Coast Community. So we'll be back after this, uh, after this break with Kathy Springer. Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. 
Welcome back. I've got Kathy Springer here from the United Way of South Mississippi. And we talked about uh, you know, her life growing up in Biloxi, and then she went to work in the cruise ship industry and then joined uh, Gulf Coast Community Bank. Worked there. Hospital. Hospital. I'm sorry. Of course, hospital. I don't know why I said bank. And then, uh, then she went to Biloxi Regional, and she did 15 years at each, and then ultimately joined um, the, the key role leading the United Way of South Mississippi. But let's come back to the volunteer roles you had along the way and what you learned about volunteerism and how that is literally the way the United Way works. That's, the, that's how the machine ticks. It is. And, you know, I was very fortunate when you, we talk about mm-hmm. Gulf Coast Medical Center or Biloxi Regional, now Merritt Health, I was very fortunate in that the leadership saw the value in putting our people to work on the street. Mm-hmm. And that was, I was very fortunate with that. As long as my work was done, I was able to do those things as all of our employees were. But um, I've worked in several volunteer roles. I'll never forget this. I was working with a Catholic nun on campaign and we were doing shift work on Seaway Road up and down, you know, the some of the places were going all night. And the last thing a bunch of shift workers wanted to see when they were ready to go home at 6 a.m. was Kathy and the, and the nun. And so... Um, Growing up Catholic, being close to a sister was, you know, just very, very important to me. And I wanted to to do a good job for her. And we worked hard together for the duration of the campaign. And I think we did real well. And we went to the celebration dinner. And I thought, oh, she's going to hug me and tell me she loves me, you know. (laughs) And um, Mm. and uh, she did. And I don't I tell that story because it means so much to me. And um validation for the yeah. work you're doing is is important but we i've worked many a campaign i led the campaign mm-hmm. in 2009 actually for harrison county but one of the more interesting roles i've had is on a community impact team yes and what happens on a community impact team the grant applications that united way has received and vetted out then go out to a team of volunteers probably 60 people and they get two or three of those and they go in teams to these agencies and organizations that have applied for funding, and they fine-tooth comb these organizations. They look at their weaknesses, their strengths, what their plans are for the grant, how they're going to move the needle. They meet their clients. They meet the Mm -hmm. staff. They really fine-tooth comb this, and it was hard work. It it was very hard. And Mm -hmm. by the time all the teams would complete this job, and it takes a while, come back together Everybody was so passionate about the ones they had been to. And that's how funding is ultimately determined by those CI teams. And everybody's fighting for their organization. The ask is always bigger than the available funds, obviously. But um, it really opened my eyes. And I had one of the CI volunteers call me this year. And he said, thank you for sending me to Pearl River County because I had no idea how great this organization is over in Pearl River County. He said, I just can't believe what they do. Mm-hmm. And if everyone could mm-hmm. step into the agency or the nonprofit that where their heart is and just give them your talent or, or your time uh, and to see what they do, you'd be surprised how the nonprofits on this coast do so much 
with, with never enough. Kathy, real quick, let's do let's establish the the geography because yeah. you mentioned Pearl River Camp. Tell people what the geography is of of your organization. The United Way of South Mississippi covers Hancock, mm-hmm. Harrison, Pearl River, and Stone counties. There's another United Way agency that um, is the United Way for Jackson and George County, and they're over to our east, mm-hmm. and they they do a great mm-hmm. job also. And there are, actually there are 22 United Way agencies in Mississippi. Wow, that's good. Yeah. So let's so. I agree. The point about the Community Impact Committee and what they were doing, Kathy and I were talking this morning about what what had happened in the nonprofit sector over the past many years. What would happen is, like United Way in the old days, people would, uh, or organizations would request funds, and United Way, if they were a United Way agency, they would probably, on an annual basis, get those funds. Sure. So what what happened, though, as, as more and more needs were presented, it was important then to start to understand what is the impact that each of these are making. We, there's, a, there's a term called outcomes-based. We're going to be focused more on not just providing you the money and hoping that you get the, done what you say you're going to get done. We're going to look at the, the outcome that you promise, and we're going to make sure that you're delivering on that. So there's a lot of analytical analysis well, taking there, place. Well, there is. And when someone makes a gift to United Way, First thing I will say is 99 cents out of every dollar stays in, in here locally in our community. We do give United Way Worldwide 1%. Mm-hmm. So what is left is how we fund the agencies and um, in terms in times of disaster or if there's something new that comes through the pipeline. But our focus is threefold. It is health care, financial stability, and education. Mm-hmm. And outcomes, we have to be outcomes um, based, and the reason is when someone applies for a grant from us, we need mm-hmm. to know what they're going to do with it, how many people they will serve, and where we're going to start and where we're going to end up. How mm-hmm. are we moving the needle? Mm-hmm. So every quarter, each grantee sends a document to us describing the grant, how it's working, and there's a lot of metrics and boxes mm-hmm. to check and things yeah, like that. Yeah. But um, we look at it every single quarter. Is the grant working as it was intended? Is it not working? Do we need to revisit? Um, does it make sense? And and we visit with our agencies um, all the time. And um, there's accountability right, right. to the grant. So I can tell you last year in 2019, over 3,000 kids were enrolled in a tutoring program that was funded through an agency by your United Way. Yeah. Yes. That's a lot of kids. Yeah, it's you know, I've always said and use this phrase often, what gets measured gets done. That's what right. Gets measured gets done and the nonprofit community is doing that these days. So you were talking about the community impact committee was a real realization for you uh, to work with this committee and yes. understand need and whatever. What was some other committee work that you did along the way that helped help you understand the bigger on, picture? Served on the board uh, mm-hmm. a couple of times. In fact, I was on the board when Katrina hit. Mm-hmm. And that was very, very interesting um, times. Mm-hmm. Um, I've worked many a United Way event. Uh, for instance, we've got the Dragon Boat Festival coming up in April, and we will use a horde of volunteers to help us um, have a successful event. Um, United Way readers are in the classrooms mm-hmm. uh, reading with children who are identified as not reading on grade level, who mm-hmm. need the extra push. And this is super interesting because in the Gulfport School District, um, some of those tutors, those United Way readers, are actual high school students mm-hmm. who have been identified 
as having an educational focus when they go on to college. And they go into schools and tutor and read with the students, Mm -hmm. which is remarkable. Mm -hmm. The impact of that program has just been remarkable. Kathy, if you ever can't, we're going to, in the next segment, we're talking with uh, Kathy Springer from the United Way. In the next segment, we'll talk about the United Way of today. What, what are you involved in today? But we're, we're just really sitting, kind of laying the groundwork today um, for that segment. Have you ever just counted the number of volunteers that are involved? You know, we do every yeah, year, and I know yeah. you're going to ask me that, and I can't answer it, but we, we measure. That's, that's one of our metrics that we send to United Way Worldwide every yeah. year when we are certifying as a United Way it's in agency. in the hundreds? Oh, it's in the thousands. It's in the thousands. Yes, yes, <laughs> wow. yes. And um, mm. lucky for us, there is a, a Gulf Coast volunteer hub that, and, and our geography and our building, it's us, the community foundation, and the volunteer hub. And we've coordinated with that volunteer hub many, many times, and they do a beautiful job, too. Mm-hmm. So, um, And we're lucky because where we live, we live in a place of generosity. We live in a place of um, helping our neighbor it's rare that if we call for volunteers that we can't fill the need or someone will say no to us. Um, I, I'm so amazed at, at my community. Does Mississippi still lead the nation? You know, I don't know that. Um, I, I know that I, it has in the past. We're we're up at the top. <laughs> yes, we're up at the top. And I, I think I read something where we may have been number two mm-hmm. one or two years. But yeah. I, I can't answer that. But that's a great statistic. I know that we give a lot of money, mm-hmm. uh, personal dollars. So, John, in my conversation with John Harrison, he talked about that it's important for community, if people who want to get involved in the community, to get their reps in. That there, are, you know, there are ways to get involved. You can you can get involved in a nonprofit. You can get involved in the chamber. You can. There's a lot of different ways to do that. But a lot of people have cut their teeth in the United Way. That's right. You know, working you, their way up to leadership roles. You know. Um, we do it all. We we take out the garbage. We you know, we vacuum the floor. Whatever it takes to to be done, um, we're going to get it done. And it's it's when you do the what you believe is a menial task or a menial have a menial role in a bigger picture. All of those things make such a big difference. And that's how you learn an organization. I believe from the inside out when you're willing to do anything and everything to get the job done. You mentioned that the f- current chairman is Brent Fairley. He is. And he he worked his way up through the organization over many years. He has been the most outstanding board chairman and uh, has been such a joy to work with. And he'll be the immediate past chairman in April. But uh, I'm, I'm certain that he will stay as involved as ever. Yeah, and Brent, Brent works for, for Hancock Whitney. Uh, <clears throat> when we come back, We're going to continue the conversation, excuse me, with Kathy Springer of the United Way. And we'll talk about some of their, some some of what the United Way is up to these days. What are some of their priorities and uh, what is she most proud of? We'll be back to you after this break. Also, listen live to Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on your Amazon Alexa devices. Once you've enabled the skill, just say, Alexa, open Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. 
Welcome back to Coast View, where we celebrate coastal Mississippi and the leaders who are making this a, a special place to live, work, and play. And this morning we have Kathy Springer, who's the CEO of the United Way of South Mississippi, and someone who I've, you know, we've worked in volunteerism roles. We've passed each other along the way over a lot of years, a long, long time, Kathy. It's been great catching up with you. We found out, you know, where she came from, how she, you know, what she did before she worked for the United Way. And in this last segment, we, we had a good conversation about the volunteers and the, the parts of her volunteerism in United Way in particular, how that really helped her grow as a leader. And now today she's the CEO of United Way. What I want to do in this segment is talk a lot more about the strategy, specifically what is United Way up to. And Kathy, I just wanted you to know that no matter where I was, whether it was the Sun-Herald or in Alabama or Louisiana, uh, whatever company I led, I always, always was sure to lead uh, a United Way campaign. Oh, me too. I'll never forget how proud I was the day we put up that big thermometer on the lawn at Gulf Coast Medical Center right there on DeBees Road. You know, every every place I've worked, I've encouraged them to step out and be a pace setter mm-hmm. in United Way campaign. And I, that's important. What is a pace setter for people who don't know? Well, campaign typically runs uh, September to February and a pace setter will get out and set the pace for the campaign. They run in August. And uh, we had many, many great pace setters this year. I'll, I'm going to name some names. I know I'll forget some. Uh, Mississippi Power Company is always a pace setter. Hancock Whitney, always a pace setter. Um, South Group Insurance, uh, Harrah's, just different ones step out and will mm-hmm. have their campaign first. And um, then we will report those numbers at a celebration kicking off campaign. And then we probably run 100 campaigns in the four counties. Mm-hmm. Would love to run more, mm-hmm. obviously. But when, you, when, a, when a business or an entity commits to campaign, you commit to your community. And we get a lot of our volunteers from these workplace campaigns. They'll, they'll want to know more or they'll, they'll find an agency or an entity that they particularly love or they've fallen in love with the mission. And... Um, they'll come on as a volunteer with us or for that individual agency. Um, but that's important. It's, a, it's not only a team-building exercise, but you know the, the mm-hmm. saying, are you a renter or are you an owner? Mm-hmm. It really builds a lot of ownership in the community when you volunteer for United Way or if, if you're able to give a gift to United Way. That's your investment. Mm-hmm. And through that community impact process that I talked about in the last segment, that's your assurance that we are working hard with that donation and that we hold everyone accountable, including ourselves, for every nickel that comes in the door. See, the way, the way I looked at it, um, what I was thinking as you were talking that uh, if you were to walk the, down the hallway of the Knight Nonprofit Center and see right. all these incredible organizations, nonprofits that are focused on filling gaps in coastal Mississippi, you have an opportunity to really understand and, and start to capture what it takes to build a great community. Well, so, it, do, it takes everybody. Everybody's got to work together. Everybody has to work together. So when you're, when you're running a company campaign, you're, you're certainly hoping that, that, that contributions will come as a result of that. Um, but you're also hoping that volunteers come from that. And you're also hoping to educate employees about why it's important for them to be appreciative and understand the kind of efforts that are underway all over the community to help people. That's to, right. Because, you know, at the end of the day, there are gaps everywhere. You know, someone always says, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. If we talk about the number of foster kids in Harrison and Hancock County, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Or how many kids are hungry 
I, I, did, I didn't know that. Or how many children are not reading on grade level? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. So we, when we go into campaign, we always bring in an agency speaker or two. Mm-hmm. You know, I was at the Center for Nonviolence before Christmas. They were full. Mm-hmm. You know, and just the tremendous work they do, mm-hmm. it, it, it's just incredible. It's, uh, if, if you don't know, it's a little out of sight, out of mind. It and is. what you're trying to do is put it in front of people and give people an opportunity. So many people care. And as we, as we talked about, Mississippi has a long history of generosity, particularly South Mississippi with what we've had to deal with, with uh, disasters and whatever. But you, you create an opportunity for people who d- deeply care to find a way to participate, to find a way to contribute that is a, that is a very rigorous thoughtful process that is working extraordinarily hard to make a difference every day in the community. Oh, that that's right. And, you know, we, I've, I've heard people say, you know, I just, my gift wouldn't amount to anything. Mm-hmm. Trust me, no, no gift is too small. We can uh, move mountains with a dollar, you, you know. Yeah, we, I hear you. We can stretch that out pretty far. So why don't you give us an overview of the main focus areas and the strategy, so to speak. Well, it's threefold. It's mm-hmm. financial stability health care, access to health care, and early childhood education. And I don't know if you know this, but your United Way has seven free pre-Ks in Harrison County. They're in One is in the Gulfport School District, six are in the Harrison County School District, and they're in schools. Mm-hmm. You would never know that they were not a part of that school. And our kids are reading. Our four-year-olds are reading. Um, they'll start, And it's a kindergarten readiness program. We follow the, curr- the Mississippi State Department of Education curriculum for four-year-olds, mm-hmm. they will hit kindergarten reading. Now, in Mississippi, you don't have to go to kindergarten and you don't have to go to pre-K. Now, our kids are ahead of the game. They're reading. It's mm-hmm. it's when well, you walk into a classroom and this little child says, do you want to hear me read? Wow. Well, I sure a- do. <laughs> you know. So we're talking to Kathy Springer, who is the CEO of United Way. So t- tell us some more about the focus areas of United Way. Um, recently, um, in this past grant cycle, we were able to address food insecurity, which it, which is a health issue. You know, I come from the hospital. I know what failure to thrive is, and uh, I know what hunger is. And um, we were able to partner with Feeding the Gulf Coast on two initiatives. One is a grant that we received from United Way Worldwide, and we were able to identify 135 kids in a school over in Pearl River County that were food insecure, maybe didn't eat from Friday to Monday. 135 kids get a weekend feeding pack um, every Friday to get them through the weekend as a result of that grant from United Way. And then another thing that we did with Feeding the Gulf Coast, they have a mobile food pantry that gets out into the unincorporated areas of the counties. Now they, they are a very large organization. They cover from the panhandle of Florida to the Louisiana state line. But they get out there, and transportation is a major issue. People can't always get to town, you know, mm-hmm. to to the places they need to go. So they they do that, and I'm I'm super super proud of of that initiative. Um, like I said before, we tutored over three thousand kids last year, and those kids just need an extra boost. And uh, when they're when they can read, uh, they can be a success. So you're involved in the Dolly Parton program. We are. Dolly Parton's Imagination Library. Everybody loves the Dolly Library. And kids zero to five can sign up and get a free book every month, 60 books at the end of it. And it's free to the recipient. Now, Your United Way spends about $45,000 a year to support that program. And uh, we have 800 kids in the four counties enrolled right now. 
So um, that's that's a super program. And again, that that just uh, reinforces our literacy efforts. We also are members of Mississippi's Campaign for Grade Level Reading, and we were recently accepted into the Barksdale Parent Academy out of Jackson, and they um, they train us and our teachers on how to train parents to make sure your kids are ready for kindergarten. And uh, our pre-K parents have been to many sessions, and they talk about what how many words your kids should be saying or how you know what their vocabulary should look like what um how many words should they know to read what are the sight words and just different things that come straight from the Barksdale uh, Institute and it's it's superb and we took um someone from the Gulfport School District one of our own teachers and one of our staff members and they get out into the community and put put on these programs and they're they're super wow parents need support too you know we talk yeah. about the kids a lot but parents need support too and uh it, it's so fun. We had one the other night, and, uh, and it, it's so fun when um, the light bulb goes off or, or we te- put some tools in their toolbox to help their kids move along. And uh, I know that we're doing the right thing. It, it, it really tells the story loudly when you can see it with your own eyes. Oh, and you sure. see accomplishment, and you see them proud of that, not just the parent, but the kid. Right, right, um, right. And that you you know that your organization is making a big impact. I mean, it's true of anyone in the nonprofit business that's working so hard to make a difference every day. Um, you mentioned something about Dr. Martin Luther King. Well, know, today yeah. being Dr. King's um, day of recognition, in honor of Dr. King, every January, United Way of South mm-hmm. Mississippi holds a diaper drive. Mm-hmm. Diapers are expensive. And mm-hmm. when I say parents need support, parents need support in a lot of ways. Now, having said that, if if a baby has a diaper that's not being changed regularly, skin can break down, disease can occur, and, you know, that, that that's terrible for yeah. the family. So we are driving for diapers. Our partner is Walmart, and if you want to put in an unopened pack of diapers, take them to Walmart or bring them by our office, or we'll come get them. That's awesome to hear yeah. you doing that. So it's been, um, it's been a good conversation so far. We're going to, in the last segment, I'm actually interested in learning, you, you saw United Way from the outside for all those years mm-hmm. as a volunteer, and now you're the Chief Executive Officer of United Way of South Mississippi. How much of an eye-opening experience has this been for you? So we'll come back after the, after the break and have more of a conversation about that. And we'll also focus on any other areas of, of uh, focus that the United Way has that we haven't talked about yet. We'll be back after this break with Kathy Springer from the United Way of South Mississippi. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. And we're back, and, and uh, thank you so much for joining us here on Coast View, where we celebrate Coastal Mississippi. And today, we're celebrating an important nonprofit partner here in Coastal Mississippi, the United Way of South Mississippi, and we've got Kathy Springer here. We've had a terrific conversation, Kathy, uh, I've, but I wanted to really focus just a second. For 30 years, you were on the outside looking in mm-hmm. yeah, as a volunteer, and today, you're inside the organization 
on the inside looking out. How different is it? How different is what oh, you're seeing today from what you saw from the outside? Oh, it's way different. And, you know, I thought I knew everything. Born and raised here, what more can you tell me? I've been in Leadership Gulf Coast and the master's program and involved in so many different things and uh, thought I knew everything and I didn't know anything. I, I will tell you, people people are struggling and families are struggling. Mm-hmm. And uh, it it gets personal. Yeah. It, it really does. Um, if you could answer our phones for one day and hear the struggles. So people are people who really can't find help will call United Way and say, help me figure this out? And Yes. And mm-hmm. many times we're on the phone for a, a long period of time making sure that they are referred to the correct agency or to the best place to go for help. Um, we hear a lot of need along the Gulf Coast for rental assistance and housing assistance and, and food and security and energy assistance and things like that. Um, it, it's it's every day. The, the needs are significant, and that's why the nonprofit sector in coastal Mississippi is so critical. I mean, they're, they're, it's about trying everything in their power to be able to fill these gaps that exist. That's right. You know, no one agency can do it all. Mm-hmm. United Way can't do it all or whoever it is can't do it all. But when we collaborate and, you know, when we refer that caller to where we know they need to go or, you know, that's how we work together. And actually we meet together uh, fairly often to talk about um what our roadblocks are, what the barriers are, how can we work together? You know, I don't want to spend this money on something if another agency is doing it. Go, you know. So uh, we're very aware mm-hmm. of those things, but we do want to work together. So yeah, offline, we were talking just a little bit about some agencies that you're super proud of. Oh gosh, you've over the years, United Way has helped so many different. So lives. many, but there are a couple like the More Community House, uh, Boys and Girls Club. There are several. Those stand out, though. Over many, many years, they have done so much good work. Start with the Boys and Girls Club. Well, you know, I'm so proud of what the Boys and Girls Clubs of the Gulf Coast accomplish every day. They provide a safe place for kids to go after school. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing. If you go in, everyone is respectful. Um, Children are doing their homework. They're getting assistance doing their homework. They get a snack. They are, it's structured. And then they have their playtime. But I'm so proud that our United Way supports that Boys and Girls Club. They are remarkable. And there have been several that get into the Youth of the Year finals around the country right out of our our Boys and Girls Clubs right here. So they do remarkable work there. So what is it that makes Boys and Girls Clubs successful? I mean, is it is it volunteer leadership? Is it it's a combination of everything, isn't it? Well, you know, yeah. I, I don't know how well I could speak to that, but I will say that when in the times that I have been present, the children have been held accountable yeah. to get their work done, to do the things they need to be doing, and um, the leadership is is very interested in what's best mm-hmm. for the children that go there, and it's just a great place. And then more community house. Oh, my love, more community house. They have been in business over a hundred years down in Biloxi, and um, they've got early pre-K, two and three year olds, and they have the women in construction program. And I don't know if you know about that. Um, Carol Burnett is their executive director, and I, she is the guru of early childhood education. She's remarkable. Um, I was selling a raffle ticket last year. We have a $50,000 raffle every year as a fundraiser. And I called a lady, just cold called her, didn't didn't know her. And she said, 
I'm going to tell you why I'm buying this ticket. And I said, okay. She said, I was a child at Moore Community House. Mm. And that really touched me. And um, I'll never forget it. Yeah. But she remembered all those years that Moore had been supported by United Way. Yeah, um, unbelievable. And then Carol Burnett, her leadership over all of these years. Uh, I have to get her on the show. You do. She's she, remarkable. She, what a what an inspiration she is, and what she has to teach about how to make an impact in the community, and how to stand the test of time, and how to stay motivated. Um, I mean, the passion she has is really incredible. Well, if you want to feel the love, go sit down with the two and three year olds and read to them at more. They're they're super. And then the women in construction program. That is, I mean. Mm-hmm. These women come out as a licensed contractor at the end of that program. It's remarkable. It's just really, really incredible. Well, we're coming to the end of our time, Kathy. Uh, it has been so awesome catching up with you. Uh, thank you for your leadership. Um, tell Brent I said hello. I certainly and will. And other members of the board that I, if I saw their list, I probably know many of them. You it's do. Been, it's, been, it's been a long time. But, um, you know, the United Way of South Mississippi, as we've said many times during this conversation, are, are working extraordinarily hard to very responsibly contribute the funds that, that they are able to gather through their campaigns. And uh, they're working closely. They're helping build capacity in the organization, uh, in, in the nonprofit community, by their rigorous approach so that we're focused on outcomes and making a difference in mm-hmm. the community. Um, and uh, we need great leadership. So if you have an opportunity to volunteer, please be involved. If you're a business owner or CEO of a company, uh, really think about whether you should be involved or not. And if you're not sure, call, call Kathy and let, yeah, let her have a conversation a with you. Let her tell the story. So I uh, look forward to, um, to this week. And Kathy, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you joining us. Well, thank you for having me. You bet. Uh, thank you for joining us on Coast View. We'll see you tomorrow at 9 on 1, 103.1. Listen live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. A Supertalk Mississippi media production.